Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Oh, hey, that's my cue. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Jeanette, because number one, you're the the money coach queen of the universe, (laughs) and number two, it's it's just so cool to use the chart to explore old money. Well, for number one, what I thought we'd focus on today is old money stories, just to get you know to have a quick look at them in relationship to the chart, and then pop those bubbles and turn that around because embedded in the old money story is symbolism that's going to give you a boost to recreate it in the new money story. It's all right there in the same little cookie. And you don't have to search and reach and struggle. It's not in another, it's the flip side of that coin. And uh, so in the, in the old money story is just the new money story waiting to be reborn. And t- today's the great day to be looking at this. Uh, we've just had that Full moon in Scorpio. How'd everybody go on that full moon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it was quite uh, interesting. So, yeah, let's use that energy and uh, get this party started. Were there any questions from the or comments from the call from last week, the recording? I'm going to jump yeah? on in. Yeah, I'm not shy. Hey, so uh, I was wondering if anyone else feels this way or if it's my Capricorn rising or I don't know what else could be contributing it to it. But um, when I opened up my inbox and I was looking at the, in the emails that were titled Notification of Payment Received, I had a feeling come over me that I thought if I ever had a really smart lover, he would whisper that in my ear. I was like, that's the worst thing I ever heard, Jeanette. And I thought, it has to be because you're a rising Capricorn that I would get turned on by money. But um, there's there's (laughs) something there. There's something that something me really likes, really likes emails titled that. So is it is it rising Cap? What is doing that? (laughs) That's that's such a good question. To my start. What's that? My Capricorn Rising doesn't see that. My Capricorn Rising looks at something like that and says, oh, my God, there's somebody trying to spam me from Nigeria or something. (laughs) (laughs) 
that. I think it's more, you've got more going on there than just being, having Capricorn rising. But Capricorn can be focused on abundance in different ways. It can be kind of cynical and skeptical. I can say skeptical, <laughs> uh, kind of like we, where we just heard from Quilly, because that's a little, yeah, what, what's this? This has got to be a mistake. Someone's trying to get my, you know, get me. Or it can be a, a vibe of, yeah, bring it on. More, more is better. This is hot. This is hot stuff. This is it, hot. It is hot. That's what this is. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> so that's, this is, again, kind of the theme of today, the idea that in the same symbolism, we can see uh, stories that seem to be opposite. They seem to be um, polar opposites, but they have the same kernel. And the same kernel in here is, in this case, the physical manifestation because you're visualizing that email coming in, the, the actual tangible manifestation of your hard-earned just desserts hmm. kind of thing. Um, that's what, If I can interrupt one for one sec, that's Michael. Um, one yeah. of my favorite phrases is physical manifestation of a spiritual reality, mm. which kind of parallels mm. what you're saying. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it. what is... What is physicality? You know, we could get quite existential about the whole thing. And yeah, because you know what's, what's funny that is that quote fits exactly what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at my transiting Saturn. That's it's past now, but it, but it was recently conjunct my natal Neptune on the cusp of ten. So yes. that quote feels particularly relevant for because I'm sitting here staring at that Saturn in ten, and I'm thinking how much more I know about it now than when it first got there. <laughs> Yeah. Of it is. That's a, yeah, that's brilliant because it brings, uh, Saturn brings insights, it co coincides with the bringing of insights um, just brilliantly. But you know what else in your chart? Is everyone uh, looking at um, Jeanette's chart? If you're, we've, uh, if you're uh, not in the chat and you're listening to the call, her chart is uh, what? The last uh, three digits are 149, and you can click the link if you're listening to the recorded call and get a, get a view of it. But the other place my eye goes is Venus is conjunct the moon by seven degrees. It's out of sign. It's an out of sign conjunction, but it's still a strong conjunction there at seven degrees with Venus and Mercury. So you'd almost think that thoughts and thinking about Venus in this case, money, abundance, uh, wealth, is comforting and relaxes that Scorpio moon. And what does a Scorpio, a relaxed Scorpio moon want? Well, it's the eagle, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I was being really basic. <laughs> I know, no, it's it's true. But the relaxed Scorpio moon instinctually just wants sex, intensity, intimacy. So. <laughs> There's something about uh, feeding and nurturing that Venus Mercury, which can be can expressed in a lot of levels, but one of them is Mercury emails Venus money. Oh <laughs> <God>. Makes that <laughs> wow. moon really um, <laughs> happy. <laughs> wow. And you know that's, that that's happening in, the, in my sun sign. That's Yes. 
that makes sense why oh plus it's yeah, exactly opposite that the Sat- apex well, of that yod. Yes. Saturn. So it ties everything into one of the core principles of your chart, which is accomplishment and tangible evidence of productivity, accomplishment, value, worth. And I mean, our culture, we measure those things often by income, incoming money. Mm -hmm. So it's, but yes, and Saturn is your Capricorn rising chart ruler. So we could just say, yeah, Capricorn rising would think that, but we can then unpack it a little bit and get to the core. But I think, Whenever you want someone to whisper that in your ear, <laughs> a, a lover to whisper that in your ear, then have a look at where uh, I think it's something making Moon and Scorpio happy. I gotcha. Okay, right on. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> because well, for me, it was, it, oh, go ahead, Quilly. Oh, yeah, uh, this is Quilly. I just put my link in there because my Capricorn rising obviously had the doesn't have the same excitement. Yeah, that's a little, Let's around that. There. And she's Let's got her Venus okay. thing right there in that first house. Hmm. It's uh, yeah. uh she's got uh, oh sorry, I'm loading slowly and I'm remembering. I'm getting I'm now down to the I'm almost to the horizon line. <laughs> Why this is like dialogue. What's going on? No, this is fast. It's just my my brain is working so much faster than the internet that it seems like it's slow. That's all that's yeah. going on here. It's gotten way slower, or else our brains yeah. are really speeded up. That's right. <laughs> well, we know Quilly, okay, Quilly, Capricorn Rising, her Saturn's in the seventh house, conjunct Pluto, and her, <laughs> she's got that stellium in the second house. So we we have to be thinking that money and finances could be as important, but remember all that Pisces, Sun, Moon, Mercury, and Pisces. So the story around the accumulation of money becomes a different, um, has a different vibe to it, doesn't it? We've talked about this before, about the wanting to serve and serve others and that kind of, complexity between the spirituality of life and if that contrasts the accumulation of of wealth mm. where where do you stand right now on that uh, scale me if well we... yeah where do i stand oh yeah. um well i kind of think money would be nice except it's just not very important important um, 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 I actually am doing that exercise where uh, the, uh, the abundance exercise. I am, and uh, and I'm waiting to see the date if I get um, my amount of money because I just thought, oh, this would be fun. Wait, but it, Wait, I suppose you right it would be necessary, but it just doesn't seem that necessary. Kind of like I don't know why. Um, you would think that, well, I, I well, I, I think I, one of my stories is money doesn't buy happiness, oh, and I I'm happy. So I think. Why do yeah. I need money? 
yeah. About that, you know, about the email and uh, being suspicious, I think maybe because my moon is conjunct my Mercury in Pisces, and I've lived as long as I have, that I understand that, um, you know, there's a lot of illusion that, you know, and kind of deception that Pisces can bring. So, I mean, I... I might have jumped on the idea, oh, somebody's just sending me money out of the blue, even though I haven't done anything, but, um, you know, in my email. But I'm I'm very suspicious of, of that. So maybe I should change that story and just accept everything. Well, we in another way our situations are different are that I have things for sale online that I expect to see emails like that for, huh. so... If I were in your situation and I saw that, I would probably have a similar response. But, <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, unless you ha- unless you do have, you know, a way that you expect revenue to be rolling in electronically. But um, when, I just wanted to say about the abundance exercise, don't wait. Like, forget yeah. about it or celebrate it in advance, but waiting on it is that'll it'll put it in perpetual future mode. So... Oh, we won't we won't do waiting. In fact, I just did the exercise again today, um, and I didn't write it on the calendar because it was hard. Uh oh. Uh oh, we lost you, Jeanette. Jeanette, can are you still talking, or did you go out chasing ducks? <laughs> oh, she's off. She's trying again. <laughs> um, can I, I'll just while she gets herself um, back on track, I just want to say a tiny bit more about that the vibration of waiting because any time and this happens so strongly when it comes to money and finances, uh, we think uh, this is coming in the future. If I can only get this, and and if it's going to be on that date, everything's going to fall into place. And the signal that we're sending the universe when we do that, the instructions, which Jeanette's just saying, is it's not here yet. It's not here. Um, And so the universe hears that. Oh, okay, it's not there. So it's not going to be there. It's just going to send more of it's not there. It's really important to get an understanding of how Whatever we are thinking about money, like it's it's not here now, but if I do this or I do that or if I think this or I think that, I will get it in the future, we are pushing it away. We are closing the doors and windows for it to arrive right now because we're sending a signal that says it's not here yet. So Jeanette says this time, Oh, she didn't even write the date on the calendar. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Jeanette has a blog post. Um, I'll find it and pop it up uh, so you can see it. She did a blog post about this money uh, abundance attracting exercise. It's really cool, super simple. I can't remember her source, but she, of course, has it there. And uh, you write down these three really simple things. I can't remember what they are because I've been vibrating. Forget all about it. Because you're supposed to, and you write down these three things. They're also in the uh, and ease. Yeah, and you you do that, and then you um, 
uh, set it aside and you think a date in the future that where this abundance, whatever you want, you know, $100, $1,000, $10,000 is going to arrive and you note it and then you forget it. And I think it's really important to do that, um, that last step of forgetting it. Because uh, Jeanette goes on to say if she knew, um, she knew looking at the date was not going to be super aligned vibration to receive it now. Like yeah, every time I, every oh. time I looked at it, I, I would be like, ooh, how's that going to happen? Or, ooh, that's coming up fast. Don't have much time left. Like none of those were the vibrations of, yay, how fun, how cool. It, they, were, they were not that. They were exactly, doubtful, exactly. worried. Not oh, well, that's yeah. good that, because I didn't really like writing the date on the calendar at all. I know. And it, that's, how I le- that's how Melanie taught it, but I like it better without that part. <laughs> everything works out for me if I do forget about it. But I have to tell you that I've had this, I've had a thought in my mind that, um, remember our, the discussion about the ex-boyfriend? Yes. That suddenly just, come back after six years and I just have had this feeling he's going to give me a thousand dollars and and you know I don't know if he knows that yet but I just think he is and um, so that's what it was and uh, but I'm actually not that anxious to see him very much so maybe that's why it hasn't arrived because he would have to come with it <laughs> could be a counter intention there. But <laughs> not really. It's more like it's more like I got it. This has to be on my terms with this guy, you know. And so yeah. I would really prefer to let things play out and let. Oh, I don't know. I just want him to twist in the wind a little bit. That's all. Well, can I just say to speak to that, and if we're all looking at Quilly's chart, that comparison, she is Capricorn rising, but the ruler of her chart, we know that Saturn rules Capricorn, it's over there in the seventh house. So often through partnership or through collaboration, Mm -hmm. that uh, it can be a channel for bringing in financial abundance, especially because Saturn also rules her second house through the dual rulership of Aquarius. We know that um, Saturn and Uranus rules Aquarius, and there they are in her second house cusp. Now, we might think, yeah, all you have to do is just get real comfy with your Saturn in the seventh, and floodgates really open there through um, partnerships or group endeavors and so forth. Hmm. Uh, But we also notice Saturn's not alone there. He's with Pluto. And it it can feel like, at first, that anything linked to Pluto is going to be a journey into the underworld. It's going to have this uh, uh, very rich, I mean, Pluto means riches. There's this potential for extreme wealth there. Uh, And but. It feels like we have to do all this kind of deep psychological transformation and uh, so forth to experience it. And Saturn with Pluto might feel at first like it's easier not to do the relationship thing at all (laughs) than uh, deal with that and have the the positive uh, 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 I was going to say rewards, <laughs> the positive outcome of this 
flood of money. I don't know if I said that very well, Quilly, but uh, what I'm saying is for you, relationships are complex, but it can also be through those relationships that you experience some of your greatest abundance. Well, that actually happens because, um, and Pluto is very much involved because, uh, because when my husband died, I got a lot of money and insurance from him. Okay, right. Yeah, but it came through death, and that's, the, you know, Pluto's the god oh. of death. So it can feel like, wow, I have to go through, the, what is the price? And there, we know through law of attraction there's never a, a price. You, there is, you are here to manifest everything that you want and experience the heights of, of joy and abundance. It, but the old story that we could be, piecing out here is that it comes with a price like it, I go the Pluto kind of price and this is old story Pluto not new story Pluto but it, the old story Pluto is okay I go into this, this situation I have to choose to lose my left arm or my right leg you know something's got to go I have to pay a price for this and that would be where my mind would go for creating a new story I would look for a new story about lightening up and expanding that experience around partnership and collaboration, and that will bring ease to to this potent channel of of abundance. Can we just before we leave your chart? Can we think? Would anyone like to? Um, Brainstorm a bit of a new story there, Quilly. Can, does it, anything jump to mind of what, how you could turn around loose right arm or left leg into something really <laughs> positive? Well, isn't it kind of like the phoenix? I mean, you know. Oh, oh I like that. Tell more, okay. Michael. Yeah, and you know, rebirth. Right on. Um, yeah. The, the phoenix, is, that is such a beautiful mythology. He lives for like 500 years. He's totally eternal, but like he has this incredibly long life and all this stuff happens to him. And he, at a certain point, he gathers these, um, I don't remember the ingredients, but I think it's uh, these herbs and barks and like cinnamon and all this stuff and builds this amazing nest. And then hmm. he ignites. Right? The whole thing ignites on fire, and it like burns off the whole old self, and he's reborn into this just beautiful, stunningly That's beautiful, beautiful renewed. Story. Yeah. Oh, it is. I'm. I didn't even begin to do it justice. So, uh, I clearly I would read that phoenix myth, and I'd be putting this is me personally. I'd be putting images of phoenixes around, and when I thought about partnership and collaboration, I'd be looking at that bird. What's the logo for Good Vibe Astrology, by the way? Wow. I got Pluto rising. I, and I picked the phoenix, didn't I, Jeanette? I believe so. I believe yeah. so. I, so. I mean, you were on board with it totally. Scorpio baboon, but mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Well, see, this is very important to me because I really, I think getting that money, uh, it really did. I, I didn't feel good about the money, and I, uh, and I kind of went through a lot of it in a, a self-destructive way. 
Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't good with uh, doing – I didn't do right by the money, so I kind of feel guilty, and I kind of feel like, well, why, I don't think money is and me are a good match. So that's probably why, you know, I think, well, why do I need money? Because you're right, I think it comes with a price or – or I, just that I'm not so good at handling it, so that's a nice little story to get rid of. <laughs> it is. That would be a good one. Yeah, but you know, to transform. Yeah, go ahead. Jenny. Oh, I was just going to say, Quilly, I I completely agree and support your the story you said first about how money isn't uh, money and happiness don't necessarily go hand in hand. I could not agree with you more on that one. Hmm. Well. well can I just say something? What the thing that I see when I look at your chart, Quilly, is the um, Pluto connection to Neptune, which is your ruler. So I'd be investigating that a little as well. Oh right, Pluto is is sextile uh, Neptune. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Thank you for that. Uh, that's uh, Marilyn because. It, it's definitely yes. Obviously, it's her sun and uh, solar ruler and um, lunar ruler. And one of the key things that you can do when you feel like you have a a story that's not serving you, and you find the astrological symbolism around that old story that you want to transform, and if you get stuck for knowing how to recreate that story in a way that supports you, go to the sextiles, go to the trine, see what that uh, that astrological story, that symbolism is um, aligned with in a, in a more flowing way. So um, that Neptune and even the um, Jupiter, the Jupiter-Saturn can be uh, super supportive, thinking in more expansive ways. But that Neptune to me is, yeah, imagining it different hmm. might be a way, just really imagining it, but playing with that story, not getting it too too complex. But yeah, I'd be rewriting that story and somehow include the Pluto-Saturn, include that idea of there's a price. And you know what, Jeanette, money and happiness don't go together could be the story too. I mean, I know there's plenty of evidence for it, and it's also maybe important to realize that yeah, money's not going to solve everything and make you feel uh, abundant. But what if we believed it would? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we do. We think it would, and then the reality is there's deeper, well, there's deeper stories I mean, in there. But. It's true of anything that we think is going to make us happy. Whatever we were talking about, love, health, mm-hmm. no matter what we're talking about. Because nothing is responsible for our emotional state. That's always up to us. So our circumstances are, they never, there's never a direct correlation. It might be cool if there was, but there isn't. And, I, yeah, I think that's really important to emphasize on the flip side as well, because there's nothing out there that's responsible for our unhappiness. Exactly. But I like where you were going with this, Kim, that if a person believed if they believed it so strongly, maybe they would have that experience of it. I know what contributes to a lot of midlife crises are when people were thinking that once they get X, Y, or Z taken care of in life and they've arrived, then they think everything's going to be better. And when it's not, it contributes to a breakdown. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not that everyone Which experiences can, it. Yeah, but. The, that breakdown can be then, you know, we get the phoenix feeling of, okay, everything's gone to ashes, and then up, what rises from it is renewed and has a new perspective and, and so forth. So it can be quite a, a cool process, but yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, good. though, that, um, you know, out of the ashes, you're renewed with a new perspective. That's you smart. are. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about, if we're talking about the phoenix and uh, Pluto, right, then then I should also be looking toward Scorpio, which is where Jupiter is. So that's why I was just trying to relate that. Mm. Yes, your your Jupiter is in, in Scorpio, and that Jupiter... Your Jupiter may, Jupiter's also the um, traditional ruler of Pisces, don't forget. We didn't always have Neptune. You know, mm-hmm. Pisces uh, is ruled by Jupiter. And so it, it keeps linking. We keep getting these uh, links in that uh, way. Ju- your Jupiter, which symbolizes your capacity to expand and shoot through those set points of what you believe is, you know, the limit to what you can um, experience or have, uh, which may have been in in play the way you, you maybe burned through money when you had it before because of this belief with, no, let's get it back down to the right cap. Uh, Jupiter is there to blast through those things. It symbolizes the part of us that will blast through those things when we activate it. Um, Jupiter may not have, he may not be having his full sway. <laughs> he may, and, and changing the way you feel about that Saturn-Pluto um, experience on both sides, because again, Saturn Pluto can is one of those symbols of tremendous uh, power and wealth. And on the other side is the you saying, well, at what price? And so that's that's just story. I, I want to make it really clear that the actual core symbolism isn't any guarantee of that at all. It's not saying that's what you have to experience, but you come in with that story. And you have, your consciousness has the opportunity to go in there and transform that story. And I think as you do, Jupiter um, lightens up. Jupiter has more room to move. And um, as it activates, it becomes this um, kind of rainbow beam of (laughs) pathway, this new mural (laughs) pathway that's going to allow uh, expanded and new experiences. So, yes. Well, well, I have to say that because of uh, this, uh, how do I say this, Uh, two different people that are just sort of in my life right now, well, actually three, counting Jeanette, that I I just got all these Scorpio moons coming my way. So Uh something to do with it. (laughs) Maybe they're all saying. Just I was just thinking, let's through. all say a prayer for Quilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah. about a prayer. You know, I don't, it doesn't seem I to be. Wish a, I know this is a story too, Kim. I was just going to say, I wouldn't wish a Scorpio moon on anyone. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yo. That's the Scorpio I mean, that's moon. a story to work on. I think yeah, today I know, would, huh? would bring up some, some stories. And, uh, yeah. I 
Yeah, this is oh, Scorpio Moon, too. Scorpio Moon is, is, well, Jeanette handles it really well, I can tell. Um, but, you know, they don't want to talk about the stuff that is too too deep for them. In fact, I know how to get this one person to shut up just by saying, oh, well, I can see what's going on with your Scorpio Moon, and they just shut up. They say, I don't want you to oh, see what's going on with my Clearly, this is so interesting because just like you had – we're both cap risings, and you had the different experience with that, with money. Here, when I hear that, I that's all I want to do is go deep. If anyone, mm-hmm. if anyone doesn't want to do that, I just can hardly even entertain them. I, I just want it. It better be intimate, and it better be meaningful, and it better be to the very core, or I'm not interested. How interesting! Is and they that? have a conversation sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeanette, I think that has a lot to do with Venus uh, Mercury conjunct your moon. There are your moon has these pathways out into uh, social interchange and uh, the movement of ideas, and you can transform those feelings. You've got a a super highway neuro pathway for articulating uh, those deeper feelings and emotions. Where can you imagine having your Scorpio moon? What if it wasn't linked to Mercury at all? How would you talk about it? How would you oh, talk about God. your feelings? <laughs> That's right. You just feel it. I don't even yeah. want to imagine that. Yeah. You feel it, and you might express it in certain ways, but they'd be nonverbal. Uh, everyone should take a look at, uh, at any aspects they or have or do not have between their moon and Mercury and think about how easy it is to talk about their feelings. How interesting. That's a, little fun exercise for later. later. Well, you know, my moon conjunct Mercury. You want me to talk about anything about feelings, I'm your gal. Wow. Well, that's true for Mary Ellen, too, isn't it? Am I I reading her chart right? Um, Where, okay, where, what do we have here? I put a link in the chat room to Mary Ellen's. Oh, okay, thank you. It's and I also want to look at uh, Marilyn's chart because she had a story going about the hole in the bucket, and I thought Jeanette, that'd be real fun to work, uh, fun one to work with, um, because I think a lot of people have that story that she was telling. But yeah, okay, so yeah, conjunct in Aries, Moon yeah. and Mercury. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, what yeah. a great position. I bet she just feels so terrible she can't talk right now. Oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that would be maddening, wouldn't it? Oh, I know. Um, oh, she just said, say that again. Um, I don't know what I said. Uh, <laughs> um, Moon and Mercury conjunct in Aries? Anyone hear me? She does. Uh, um, let me just read in uh, what Mary Ellen said here. She, had to, oh, she said, I had everyone in tears in my office today. Oh, I'd love to hear that story. <laughs> you know what the neat thing is? Um, people will feel, they will feel that and disappear if they're not ready, but when they are, you're the woman. So she's talking mm-hmm. about when people are ready <clears throat> to go deep and have that intense experience, they will then turn to you. Uh, absolutely. I find Mercury in Aries is very um, 
yeah, I work with someone with Mercury and Aries, and it's just very straightforward, very capable of letting you know in the red hot moment exactly what they're thinking. And do we have an echo going on? Is that me? I don't. I'm hearing it as well, but I'm hoping it's temporary. It sounds like it might be. Okay. All right. I'll just. I'll. We'll mute if it. Yeah. It seems to be gone now. <laughs> it seems to be gone. So yeah, and mix that with the moon. This is a person who would not sit on their emotions for very long. You know how it's certain, like the fixed sign moons. I'm speaking for myself with Aquarius moon, and we know with Leo and maybe Taurus and Scorpio moons, those fixed sign moons uh, can sit on feelings and brood, or we'd like to say process, but there can be brooding involved. <laughs> and I like process. There's, uh, there's, uh, there's can be brooding involved. <laughs> okay. All right, does anyone have any background noise they may, may need to mute? It's star six to mute. All right, does anyone have any background noise they may need to mute? Okay, I just muted everybody. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, we have to kind of uh, deal with that. I'll just uh, unmute one at a time and we'll see if that helps. But w the point I was making is, yeah, that not having having a cardinal sign moon can be an experience of this is immediate delivery. You're not sitting on those emotions. You are they come out in bursts and blasts. And the cool thing is, you know where you stand with those people and uh, those people, <laughs> but with people with that kind of moon, um, you know where you stand, and you also know. Uh, that they're going to, once expressed, the, the air is cleared. They're really good at clearing the air. Can you relate to that, Mariella? It's down there. Um, I'm unmuting everyone, and we seem to be okay. So if you do have background noise going on around you, just go right ahead and star six yourself. It's an echo. Yeah, it's not background yeah. noise. It's different, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay, how are we going now? All right, I've muted California. I'm not sure um, who that is, but it's California. If you want to talk, then, I think it means um, California might also be dialed in. Tim, uh, if you were talking Marilyn before, it's not Marilyn's chart. It's Mary Ellen, isn't it? Yes, I'm talking about Mary Ellen. Okay, thanks, Chuck. Okay. I've been All trying right. to find Michael's chart, and I can't find. I can't track Michael down. It was listed as West Jersey, I think. Oh, that's why. Okay. That's strange. Do you know the number by any chance, Michael? No, I'm sorry. I'm kind of okay. flying blind. I can't. Uh, no worries. Can't get on the net okay. at all. Oh, alrighty. You. Well, that's okay. I'll let you look for that. Meanwhile, um, Marilyn, should we yep. talk about your story when it comes to? Can you elaborate on that hole in the bucket idea briefly, and we'll see what we can discover that as a old story and what we might want to replace that with? Did I mute you? <laughs> I'll try who unmuting. Are who are you talking to, Kim? I'm talking to Marilyn. 
No, it's not. That's what I said. That's not my Marilyn. I don't have the hole in the bucket story. It's Mary Ellen, isn't it? Oh, I thought you, you had the hole in the I bucket story. Well, I don't know if I used that. I didn't use that, I didn't use that term anyway. So, um, okay. you know, I'm not sure what you're looking at. I can't get. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that is. Um, I just want to have a little shout out to Mercury in the retrograde zone as of now because I really appreciate the way it allows us to slow down and go back and have another look. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, thank you, Marilyn. Mary Ellen, uh, is that your story, the hole in the bucket, or did I dream this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, she can't elaborate quite so quickly because she's on the chat, but her her story was basically it comes in, you know, money flows in, and then that amount or a little bit more, it goes immediately out. Like a total surprise, she gave the example of a building project that she's working on. She had all the finances in the world for it to um, be accomplished, and it was all organized, and it started happening, and then, oops, boom, bang, the other suddenly it's going to cost more, here's this problem. And it felt to her, if I've got this right, Mary Ellen, it felt to her like this is my life story. You know, it's, there's a hole in the bucket. And no, no matter how much money I put in that bucket, um, uh, it's going to drain out. So I'm just going back to finding her chart. It's 917, right? Yes, thank you. It's chart number 917. We got a big yes, so I must have explained that correctly. And, yeah, that feeling. What a I used feeling. to have that story, too. Mine mine was easy come, easy go, but it was I'm very similar. It's like, yeah. yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't add up. You know, it's in one, out the other, just as fast. Okay. Exactly. I have a new image for the hole, the, the, uh, the bucket with the hole in it. Yeah. It, it, it is... Uh, the bucket is hung over a giant reservoir for the money to collect in. Mm. Oh, it's like a sieve that fills the the giant reservoir. Mm. I love that. Mm. I love that. Uh, I think, Jeanette, when once we've identified an old story, it, um, it's important to find a way to let that go. Is it and is replacing it just starting to think about well, a new story? I think awareness is important so that we recognize when we're engaging the story so that we have an opportunity to shift our focus, you know, to change directions. So I think it's uh, anyone who can hear themselves thinking it or speaking it or living it has an enormous advantage because then we can choose to tell it differently. We can give ourselves a different narration. And if I had Sagittarius on the cusp of my second house, I know part yeah. of mine would include, part of my new story would include, well, I actually want to hear Kim do it because Kim's going to do it a bazillion times better than better than I do. But, but, but it is important that we recognize when that story's in play and to be willing to swap it out when we recognize it. Yes, that's it, swap it out. And I, I think with all your Aries, 
Marilyn, with all your areas, my feeling is you don't need to dwell too much on where did this come from? Did I learn this from my parents? They, I think the forward motion of having uh, three planets plus Chiron in Aries is enough impetus for you to just uh, be able to do exactly what Jeanette said and just swap it out. Swap it out. You put awareness there. And whenever you're feeling that uh, easy come, easy go, hole in the bucket story, you have a ready, you have a ready um, new story, short, sharp, and um, powerhouse story to replace it with. With Jupiter uh, on the cusp of your second house and with Sag there, as Jeanette said, this is all about expansion. It's about abundance. It's about, holy cow. What a great position. Pardon, Mike? What a great position. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's just, it's a fabulous position. And the fact that you, it would take so much energy for you to keep abundance out. It shows me how powerful (laughs) you are to be able to have your, I got my hand up in front of me like to stop. So um, to be able to do that, you like turn back tides. (laughs) And it's, you know, that's how powerful you are. All you need to do is put your hand down, (laughs) you know, and just, and um, let that allow, allow to receive. And I think your receiving skills here could be, we could amp those up dramatically, that feeling of de- deserving and receiving, because holy cow, it's, uh, it's really powerful. Jeanette, can you tell us that story about how you pivoted away from when you were building a, a new practice and uh, your old, there were a lot of storylines story running about how you know, other coaches struggle with this, you're not going to be able to do it. You were even told by experts that this wasn't oh, going to happen overnight. I paid people okay. money. They trained me that, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. And, and yeah, maybe if you can give Mary Ellen the Yeah. Yeah, here's the thing. I, I bought it hook, line, and sinker because they were the experts. They were the ones who knew. I And I was LOA savvy back then, and I didn't question that. It wasn't until I hired an LOA savvy coach and I said to her, I repeated the wisdom I'd learned from the coach trainers who told us, most of you are going to fail. Very few will be successful at creating a full-time practice. Even the few of you who are lucky enough to create a full-time practice, you're not likely to make more than 30 grand a year, so don't quit your day job if you need to make more than that. I repeated this to the coach that I hired, who luckily for me was LOA savvy. Well, I ha- she was my fifth coach. Um, so the other, anyway, um, <laughs> she's called bullshit. She said, <laughs> I, sh- I said, now I know I shouldn't quit my day job because I'm, I'm not until I can, you know, I can afford to make, live on 30 grand and I probably better not bank on it. And she said, who told you that? And I was like, oh, great. I hired a mentor coach who doesn't even know how hard it is to make a living as a coach. Like I, like I'm just like, I hired the worst coach ever. And and she asked me, what do you want? And I thought it was a trick question. And I was like, well, if I could have anything, I would have a full-time practice in one month. And she said, then that's what we'll do. I'm getting goosebumps recalling. Yeah, me too. And that's what we'll do. And all of a sudden, it's like I clicked into my LOA senses. I was like, oh, that's right. Anything's possible. It's like, if I believe it, so shall it be. 
all I got to do is get those beliefs that aren't serving me out of my head and find the ones that do. So it for me, Kim, it took someone else to kind of slap me or hit me upside the head and say, get your act together, girl, because we're, we're all capable of so much more than we allow in. That's all there mm. is to it. Mm. And then in the red-hot moment of, like, I know you've started replacing that uh, old story, but I, it would creep back in, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, the the one that the dominant one that I was dealing with was it was fear based, and it was a pit of fear in my stomach. It would say, um, "Uh oh, this isn't going to work. You're going to have to get a job." And so, when I was really clear and savvy that that's the story that keeps replaying, when I heard it, I would say, "No, that's not what I'm creating. What Good I'm creating you. is I'm a brilliant coach in high demand." And I wrote that down. I'm a brilliant coach in high demand to remind myself. This is where I'm headed. I'm not doing that old routine. I'm not letting my gremlins drive this ship. I'm in charge here. I'm a brilliant coach in high demand, and it wasn't remotely true. There were no reasons to believe it ever would be true. There were lots of reasons to believe it wouldn't be true, but I know how it works. If I stick with it long enough, universe has to prove me right, no matter what I think. And I'd experienced it enough on the positive and the negative in my past to know that that was so. All I had to do was commit to it. I'm a brilliant coach in high demand. And I did have, it took three months, not one, but still it was way faster than every other coach that I knew was doing. It's years later. I still know coaches who still can't get hired. So uh, I'm not complaining. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. Yeah, thanks for that. Because that just, that what really, uh, what I really like about that story, I like a lot of things about that story, but uh, the way that you found this, this, sentence this saying that you knew you could pull out whenever the gremlin talks or the feelings of insecurity or or you started putting your focus on where it wasn't true like things weren't happening uh you you could just slap that new story on so I think it's important. You might want to write down your new story and make it you know with all the whistles and bells, but then condense that into a a, an easy to remember one liner like an affirmation i guess and uh, be able to have that at the ready i find that really really helpful whether it's something very specific or even just a general thing but to be able to say no that's not what i'm creating uh i'm creating you know i'm you know, creating I've, coach in high demand or whatever it is I've I've often used it in terms of an I am statement, like an affirmation, but it's also an identity shift, you know, when you start with I am. But I've also just used words to get there, like uh, when I was trying to shift the vibration off of anger and battle and resentment over to mm. peace, love, quiet, and appreciation. So I, I, however you can get your fingers in it, get a foothold in it, whether it's um, you know one word or shoot, I was just I was recently manifested because I had to go to Hawaii and I knew this time I'm doing it in a bikini, so I, I <laughs> used beauty on the beach as the as a way to plug into the energy of confidence and um, and feeling good and um, that's beautiful. Yeah, it worked really well. That's awesome. I love that, and I know because I've known Jeanette for a long time, and I know how much of a uh, accomplishment that new story is yeah i remember once a couple of years ago talking about something about sarongs or swimming and this was years ago and she said no i don't do that 
<laughs> well, it was it was almost like a well, even three years ago when I when we went to Maui, I didn't even pack a swimming suit because I knew I wasn't going to be wearing one. I wore clothes to the beach, and I didn't spend that much time on the beach either. Yeah, so it was a huge turnaround. Amazing. Yeah, that's good. Great example. So I also want to point out, Jeanette, you mentioned that when the the old story is fueled by anger and resentment, that to me that is just gasoline on the on the flame. It really anger is a very strong emotion, and it can really reinforce uh, that old story. Which obviously we want to lighten that up. It's going to be hard. We're not going to be able to let go while we're angry. I think this is why couples, when they break up, get very angry at each other because the anger keeps them together and there's an unconscious desire to to keep relating and they relate through the anger. And um, it's attachment. So finding a way to release anger uh, can and be you know, super And important. you know what part of that process is, Kim? It's letting yourself be present to it. It's like letting yourself feel it, but not to keep repeating the experience of it because some people try to sw- swap out of a negative emotion before they've processed it. So it's important to feel it. But once you've done that, then, you know, you don't want to just be stuck in that loop. Exactly. So, depending on where we're at with it, you know, uh, I know some people fail in trying to shift out of it because they haven't let themselves be present to it yet. Mm. And then others... They've been present to it for so long. They've created a, literally a physiological addiction to the emotion. That's, yeah, yeah. So that can be quite complex. I think yeah. awareness, just just awareness, gentle awareness on what's going on without judgment, without judging yourself and getting a feeling of where where you actually stand with it. Have I felt this? Is this an old anger that I'm not releasing? Is this, like you said, an addiction? Am I addicted to the intensity of this experience? And sometimes just releasing the judgment to be able to not, to be able to say, this is neither good nor bad. This is just energy. This is just energy uh, as it is. Being able to get to that point can just melt away all the mm-hmm. blocks and so forth and allow release. But again, that's being present to it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because the key about being present is non-judgment. Mm-hmm. Judgment keeps experience away as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. But these are things that I think when we're in really sticky situations, what Jeanette said at the very beginning, is she had a, she had to hire a coach, and it was her fifth one, to really uh, uh, open the doors for her and teach her how to uh, change the experience that she was having. And sometimes having that outside support uh, makes all the difference in the world. Agreed. All righty Does uh, Does anyone else... Um, want to look at their chart? Did we find Michael's chart? No, I had no luck. Oh, I had found it before. Now, let me go look. Okay, you go look. Um, <laughs> Jackie, uh, Jackie, you're in the chat now, but not dialed in. Jackie, did you want to look at your chart? A second, too. Um, I think Jackie put, I, I, I would say the answer is yes. 
to that question because she just uploaded a um, a new chart really? with her tra- transits. So oh. that would be on the first page of the gallery, and we can or yeah, there it is. And the number is nine one eight. So if anyone's confused about why we're saying these numbers. The uh, the links to all the charts end with an equal sign and two or three digits, and those digits is what keys the URL to go to the particular chart. So it's an ID of your chart, and uh, it's going to make it easy to for others to find if we have that number handy. What's well, going to make hey. it easy for me and Jeanette oh. to find? Anyway. Michael, is is your chart Michael G? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Uh, what n- what right, number well, is that, Quilly? Okay. Libra, Saturn, and uh, Neptune all around the first house. All right, here we go. All right, well, okay, Jackie, can you type in your question while we look at Michael's, and then, because he's dialed in, he can. this will be more immediate, and then we'll come swing back to yours. Uh, so, Michael, do you have a question around what we've been discussing? Well, I was, what I've been thinking about is that last um, square that we've come out of um, with Uranus and Pluto um, and Uranus and Aries um, and Pluto and Capricorn. For me, the yes. the Pluto was, uh, you know, conjunct my Mars in Capricorn. At I'm my, sure was. Uh, um, at my uh, nadir. And... Um, that last square that we went through, and I guess the eclipse, um, just seemed to me to be completing, you know, a year or two of uh, massive changes. Mm. And for me, I've, I've let go of an awful lot. Mm. And the more I let go, the better I feel. Mm. Whether it's possessions, whether it's resentment whether it's um, negativity in any form or even possessions in a form. Mm. I trust the money will be there when I need it. I don't worry about it. And when I need it, it's there. That's cool. That's super cool. That's That's master-level living there. Yeah. And Mm. Pluto going, you know, around my nadir and my Mars, I mean... I've been places I never expected to be, and um, you know, went from running a charity with um, five locations in Camden and serving uh, about 120 different kids a week from eight to 15, and teaching them through uh, art and and other means how not to allow themselves to be victimized by other people's prejudice. I went from that to being homeless. Mm. To be, did you say to being homeless? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lost everything. Oh, wow. So, man, going over your nadir, that really was a uh, a number. Yeah. Wow. And that... I feel great. <laughs> I feel mm. really good right now. And, you know, over the last few months with that last square and uh, Uranus in, in Aries in my seventh house, um, just bursting forth. I'm really excited. 
I'm so glad you weren't trying to hang on to things because I can imagine what a terrible experience it would be if you weren't allowing all of this releasing. Yeah, I didn't feel like I had a choice, but at the same time, um, I was surprised about how good it felt mm. Mm. and just kind of accepted the goodness and said, great, you know, what's next? And just, um, you know, patient, mm. determined, um, be non-judgmental, making friends with my ex. Um. Yeah, there's a challenge to be positive. It's been working. It's been working. Mm. And especially concerning our kids, I would never mention anything remotely negative um, about my ex. Only positive. Otherwise, what's the point? Mm. And I want to set that role model for my kids as well. So I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. I'm becoming friends with my wife, ex-wife, and it's it's just a wonderful experience because she and she's a double Gemini. I'm a Sag, <clears throat> um, and she has a Virgo moon, so she's ten steps ahead of me to begin with, and. Um, and I accept that, I respect it, and I don't challenge. Well, I think a lot of us are being called to release, whether it was ideas or habits or relationships or possessions. or I, I think in a wide variety of ways, it, you're, set, you're showing us a really good example of how to allow that rather than conclude it as wrong or judge it or resist it, which just makes for such a bumpier road. I could feel the weight lift off my shoulders mm. the more I let go and released. Wow. And loved. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a beautiful accomplishment for a Taurus moon to be letting go of these, of, as you said, possessions and people and circumstances and just allowing and you then you get the taurian patience and the the venus ruled compassion and understanding i think you tapped into that uh taurus moon expressed it in such a uh, like internet said enlightened way mm. because i look at your chart and i see um Uranus opposite Mars on that, you know, 10th and 4th house axis. And, yeah, we expect these radical shifts and changes and transformations. It's part of who you are. And that Pluto opposite um, Jupiter in the, you know, creative fifth. And there's something about what happened is like, again, this Phoenix experience. And it will. It affects your your art and your uh, the way you relate to the public. Oh, that's so funny that you mentioned that. The last three paintings that I've done um, are one, the Illuminati, which is the all-seeing eye. Um, yes. The second one is from the Great Seal um, of America, which is the pyramid with the all-seeing eye on top. And mm. the third one is the State of the Union Seal, which is the American Eagle with the olive branch, the arrows, and the stripes and stars above it. Mm. Those are my mm. last three, and I felt absolutely compelled to do them. I never painted anything like them before, and it's just 
I've got chills. Wow, mm-hmm. right on. Fantastic. Thank you for that. That's just such an inspiring example. Appreciate it, Michael. Thank you very much. Well, that speaks to Scorpio on the cusp of the second, though, doesn't it? The eagle? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good eye, yeah. Billy. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. I was going to ask that. Thank you for addressing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's there. Well, okay. Well, have you found a place to live yet? <laughs> <laughs> I have, and it's a one-room motel. And I've got an office set up in one spot, a studio set up in another, you know, my bed in another, and and it works. It works just fine. My only struggle is staying organized. (laughs) Uh, You know, I've got to say there's something about that that sounds very attractive to me, having one room like that. Um, The the simplicity of it, right? Mm -hmm. Because I have a little house here but I keep condensing the space that I actually work in. I mean, I do everything in my living room, and I have don't use those other rooms at all except the bedroom to sleep in. It's, it's, and also I have this fantasy that I'm eventually going to live in like one of those Airstream trailers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a psychic I addressed an Airstream trailer um, uh, convention. There must have been 200 Airstreamers. And wow. I'm, talk, I'm talking about psychic energy and travel. And um, <laughs> where was this? Where? That was, uh, I guess, about ten years ago in uh, Willow Grove, north of Philadelphia. Wow! Wow! I I uh, want to read in a comment from Marilyn in chat because I don't think Michael is in chat. She says, um, "Of the Venus Sun in the second, uh, reflecting your deepest values." Um, and Mary Ellen said, that's awesome, Michael. We had friends as role models, too, and that saved us at times in six years have passed now, and we have a great parenting relationship. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Mm. Mm. So, Kim, did we get uh, anything from Jackie? For yes, her we have um, heard what Jackie just said. Yeah, I have oh. to find it. It said, my chart Jackie. looks abundant with the Jupiter, but I'm not tapped in. Yes. I think that sums it up the story really well. And if we look at Jackie's, she's uh, nine, 918. I've popped it in the chat. And if you're listening to the call, the link to Jackie's chart will be there so you can see it. Um, I think I just popped it in. It's there. Okay, great. I might what house it in is, is Jackie's Jupiter in? Okay, so Jackie Jackie has uh, 28 degrees of Aquarius rising, so most of her first house is Pisces. She is a Pisces sun, and Jupiter is at 23 Pisces in the, on the cusp of the second house. Wow. Imagination. I, oh, yeah. And, and it's trine Neptune in conjunct the midheaven. You can go Jackie's anywhere. Jackie's a yogi. By the way, Jackie's a, a, a yoga teacher, and um, oh, Jackie, I won't go. Jackie's my friend, so I could just—I was about to launch on all these wonderful things that you are, but we'll stay focused. And uh, yeah, that feeling of the—we look at the chart and we think, oh my goodness, you know, it's—it's it's, um, 
this is just like cosmic Santa Claus taps straight into your bank account. That's what we would think. And this is when I said, I think in the forum, or maybe it was the other, uh, the recorded call, it doesn't help people, clients or friends that you're reading the chart for, to look at configuration like that and say, what, the lack of abundance? Not you. You've got it all going on. Not helpful. Not helpful if they're not experiencing it. So, um, you know, because that just makes you want to grind your teeth when somebody says, oh, you've got and, and Jackie knows enough about astrology to realize that this is a, like the, the, the money faucet is on full bore. And it's like the kind of host that the firemen use. It's like a, there's a lot. And it's all pouring in. And, um, but she's not feeling it. It's not, it doesn't seem that uh, promise well, in the chart doesn't seem to be manifesting in life. Quite this might be in direct contradiction to what you just advised, Kim. But the first place I would start as a conscious creator is I would never again utter the words or anything like them that said, I'm not tapped in to that abundance. I would, mine would be, I am tapped in. And I would, I would be tapping into Jupiter all over the place. Like I would, I don't know how I would tap into Jupiter, but I'd, I'd find some ways to do that. Just so that as I said the words, I'm tapped in, like I could see the truth of it. Like I, I might learn Morse code for Jupiter and literally tap it. I don't know what Jupiter, um, but yeah, okay, Morse code. That is so cool. That's very the cool. maple tree, tapping the maple tree to get all the syrup is what I saw. Ooh, 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 ooh. Because yeah, when you yeah. look at the maple tree. Well, when I look at the maple tree, I don't really have a clue where to begin to get that bottle of syrup I want to put on my pancakes. Um, I, how does that happen? I'm not sure. But if I can um, create those pathways, if I can, and it does begin with just a, a visualizing it. But I think, Jeanette, I think you're right. First of all, any time, Jackie, any time the thought, I'm not tapped in, it's not happening, there's not enough, I don't have it yet, if only this would happen, then I will have it, all those things are sending the signal to the universe, it's not there. And we know this intellectually, but it's, it can be really challenging well, when it seems like it's true. Well, I was... I could not agree more, Kim, especially on the heels of what Michael just shared. I thought, wow, he's such a perfect example for what I'm teaching at GVU tomorrow, which is how to have eyes for the gifts, right? Instead yeah. of seeing what we don't have, seeing what we do have. If Michael can do it, homeless, then I think, I think that's true for any of us, no matter what our circumstances are. There's always something going right, and if we can't see it, then we just got to wait for the mood to pass or or get some input from someone else who can help us see it or something because it's always true for all of us that that abundance reigns. Mm. Abundance reigns. And that might even be the simple statement, something like that, when we're, we're going to say in our heads or to someone else, speaking this to someone else, like telling someone else how things are not tapped in, just makes them more not tapped in. And to be able to translate that into the, to um, superimpose the statement um, of, you know, 
all all is well. Abundance is flowing. I am tapped in. Whatever it it takes. And because we've got Jupiter there, Jupiter likes the truth and finding a way that that is true. If there was, I would do really practical things because Saturn rules this chart as well with um, with the traditional ruler of Aquarius. Saturn likes practical, show me the figures, show me the money. I would, if, if there was any, uh, if I had a bank account and there was some regular deposit, no matter what, where it came from or how big or small or maybe it wasn't enough, forget all that. If there was a regular deposit, I would look at that deposit, not anything that was going out. I'd just look at that figure and I'd say, I'm tapped in. I'm tapped in. It's flowing in. And show yourself where it is flowing in. Because when we get happy with what is right now, we loosen that grip and that the tenacity of saying, you know, it's not enough or whatever. That loosens up and allows for more. This is kind of what I was saying to Mary Ellen, that feeling of there's so much. It takes so much freaking energy to keep things out and it doesn't matter where this story came from whether it's from family or inheritance Jackie's um, I mean inheritance in the sense of what we inherit from our parents if our parents struggled or our grandparents struggled like really life and death struggle if we're sensitive and we know that Pisces is very sensitive if we're sensitive to our history we can unconsciously believe that's that's us that's who we are. I have a really quick example of this. My mother had uh, eight siblings, and her mother's story was kids were hard work. Okay, that's putting it mildly. They didn't, she didn't swear. She was a devout Catholic, and she, it was hard for her to even have that vibe of how hard it was. But she was an artist who had eight children, nine children. Uh, and uh, no money. Anyway, kids were hard work. Okay, I had one child, <laughs> just one, and I found, it took me a while to turn this around, but I found myself thinking how hard it was, and my mother, who ended up uh, in an abundant circumstance, who had um, uh, not nine children at all, and a tremendous amount of help, she had that vibe, too, that we inherited from Grandma Ida, how hard it was, how hard it was. And I realized that, oh, my God, this isn't my story. Mm. I, this is, and I was born on my grandmother's birthday, so I had a, this kind of connection to who she was, this artist who had to struggle to, to, to raise the children and put her art on, in the back burner, et cetera, et cetera. And when this dawned on me, I hope I'm not just going in circles, but this actually makes sense. But when this dawned on me, I realized it wasn't even my story. It wasn't my story about mm-hmm. how I wasn't tapped in. And certainly, if you look at my chart, we say, yeah, she's totally tapped in. What's her problem? <laughs> so what I'm saying is it doesn't matter where this old story has come from. What matters now is putting awareness on it. It's not your story. It's not your story. It's like a psychic, what do they call it when you have that, um, God, where are my terminology? Quilly, help me. When there's like this psychic... Uh, the, the, Inhibition? Uh, inner, pardon? Inhibition? Well, I'm thinking more... Oh, entity. It's like this old story... Vampire. 
yeah, maybe something like that. Not the good kind. And um, <laughs> this feeling of it, it's, it's, you know, and, and we got to just evaporate that because every time you say I'm not tapped in or there's not enough and you speak it and you script it and you think it, it feeds that entity. So changing that story to I am tapped in and finding one little truth, some truth. Maybe it's, Looking out, like, look out your window right now because it's just slips down the road. And it's this beautiful sunny day, and the sun is just bouncing off the green leaves, and the sky is as blue as can be. And it's that's abundance flowing in. We're tapped in. We're tapped mm. into that beauty. And just showing your Jupiter where this is true and showing your Saturn whether it might be true. Like, there is, there is an abundance, and it does come in. And... Not measuring whether that's enough to cover things, just recognizing it and honoring it for what it is. I don't know, that was pretty long-winded, but Jeanette, can you summarize that more? (laughs) I really, really, really like that, Kim. I'm not sure there's much I can add to it. I did share in chat room that um, because it's helpful for it to be truthful, if we just expand our definition of abundance, like the example you just gave us, that helps us be able to see what's been there all along that we might have been blind to when we're affirming I'm not tapped in or it's not happening or I don't see it. So, mm-hmm. well, I'd be willing to bet that with her son so close to Jupiter that she is a very abundant Piscean. I, I just can imagine all of these, you know, wonderful receptive psychic you know, vibes and everything that she feels. So she's mm-hmm. uber, you know, she's really getting it from that. And and the other thing is, as a Pisces, I know when I think I'm supposed to have something, like psychic abilities, mm-hmm. and, then, and I don't <laughs> on occasion, I feel like, oh, I'm failing at being a Pisces. And if she feels like her, you know, she's not getting enough of, you know, Jupiterian, you know, money, she might be guilty that she's not getting enough because she's supposed to be doing it because that's where her son is. Uh, anyway, that's kind of long-winded too, so sorry. <laughs> you guys are so fun. I love everyone's input. Well, Michael, you were going to add about something? giving things up is that you feel abundant. Mm. Mm-hmm. I have to say one little weird thing now about abundance and lack thereof. I've been making art using, uh, like, things from magazines and newspapers recently, especially those free flyers that the grocery store sends around. Mm-hmm. And and I thought, I just went nuts because they quit sending them to my house. <laughs> then I went to the store, and then they've got them, but they're not the nice ones they had before. They're kind of cheesy, and they don't have the right colors that I need. And I started feeling like, oh, crap, you know, my art supplies are drying up. And then I just said to myself, that's crazy. You live in easy world. Art supplies <gasps> you all the time. <laughs> Yay for easy world. Easy world. That. We're all that's living in easy world. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been using that um, quick switch to Easy World a lot in the last um, six weeks, and it's it's 
it's amazing how supportive it can be. I just want to make one more uh, note about Jackie's chart before we um, we hang up today. <clears throat> and we know, I don't know, if we see Jackie on the uh, forums, we know that her login name is Jack Free. And freedom, travel, expansion, going to new places, super, that's a huge feel good for Jackie. And there could be a feeling, an old story, that having being fully tapped in is going to uh, take somehow take away her freedom. You know how people mm-hmm. can feel uh, different things about money, but there could be a feeling like, oh, you know, if I have a lot of money, then I'm going to have to manage it. I'm going to have to do things with it. I'm going to have to. So I, stories, I guess what I'm saying is old stories can be complex. And I know that Jupiter in there is wanting wanting freedom. So even just tapped, saying I'm tapped into freedom and recognizing that uh, when you are just, it's that eyes for the gift thing, recognizing it when you are free. It might be <clears throat> when you're, uh, your toes hit the, the sand on the beach and you look out into the vast sea, which is not something everybody can do every day. And just uh, recognizing how free you are. So activating freedom and recognition of where you are abundance, uh, where you are, yeah, abundance, the goddess of abundance, <laughs> where you are abundance, are fabulous steps. And I think it's, um, yeah, Janet, who works a lot with the brain science of how we do change our stories, would be super cool to talk to on the forum because if you tell her where you're transitioning this these stories, she might have some real supportive comments about how to get off those old neuro pathways of I'm not tapped in and into the new ones. So um, Janet's a tremendous resource. She was sorry she couldn't make the live call. She's got other commitments for another couple of weeks, but she's there on the forum, and I think that you guys could tap into her <laughs> and be tapping into abundance. For her, it's Coach Janet, right? Yes, she's yeah. Coach Janet. She's Coach Janet. Have a, and she's, yeah, fantastic that way. So she'd be, I know if she was on the call, she'd be putting all kinds of input there. So tap into her on the forum. <clears throat> all righty you guys. This is a fun discussion today, you guys. Yeah. Thanks to everyone yeah. who tuned in for it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you all. Yeah, I appreciate everyone who's offered up their charts and their stories and uh, their integrity and vulnerability. Thanks for sharing with us today. It's super cool. Really grateful. Abundance. Hmm. Abundance. Abundance. <laughs> See, we're very abundant here. Okay, you guys, uh, we will uh, meet in the forum and explore this all further over the next week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.